This recording is a production of Open Pediatrics, a free and open access resource for pediatric clinicians worldwide. For more pediatric care materials or to join our global community, please visit our website at openpediatrics.org. Rwanda National Neonatal Protocol Introduction and Routine Care by Dr. Jian Gashumba and Francois Bizier-Remier. Introduction. Hello, my name is Diane Gashumba. I'm the Rwandan Minister of Health. I'm a pediatrician by background with experience in maternal, newborn, and child health programs, including reproductive health, HIV, and nutrition. I welcome you to the Open Pediatrics Neonatal Care Protocol online course. This course covers all 12 chapters on the second edition of the Rwandan National Neonatal Care Protocols published in 2014. Between 2000 and 2015, Rwanda has made significant progress in reduction of maternal, neonatal, and child mortality. The maternal mortality rate dropped from 1,071 out of 100,000 to 210, and the neonatal mortality decreased from 44 out of 1,000 to 20 out of 1,000. The under-5 mortality decreased from 196 to 50 out of 1,000 live births during the same period. Because neonatal mortality contributes to 64% and 45% of infant and under-5 mortality respectively, eliminating preventable neonatal deaths is a high priority for the government of Rwanda in its attempt to meet the SDG3 target related to reductions of neonatal and under-5 mortality. The neonatal protocols and this course are the result of a collaborative effort between Rwanda Minister of Health, the Rwanda Pediatric Association, its development partners, Partners in Health in Shutimo Bozima and Boston Children's Hospital. Open Pediatrics is a web-based, open access learning platform supported by Boston Children's Hospital that provides high-quality video educative free of charge to pediatricians and nurses. This course is intended for Rwandan health providers in the hospital setting but may also be useful for care providers in similar settings elsewhere around the globe. Rwanda is proud of its progress in reducing neonatal morbidity and mortality. To continue this progress, we offer this online course to educate healthcare providers caring for newborns anytime, anywhere. Newborns are the most vulnerable part of the population and deserve the highest possible standards of care in order to optimize their survival and outcomes. I want to thank you in advance for your time and attention in taking this course and bringing this knowledge to the bedside of our lovely newborns. Thank you very much. Overview Hello, my name is Francois Bizier-Remier. I work for PIH as MCH Program Manager. 
Uh, I would like to discuss on routine care of the well newborn. These lessons are designed to update clinical care providers in best practices in neonatal care. By the end of this chapter, participants will be able to describe the key immediate concern for a newborn patient, the measures that should be taken to protect against hypothermia, the appropriate way to clean the umbilical cord, the measures that should be taken to prevent eye infections, the measures that should be taken to prevent hemorrhagic disease of the newborn. What are your immediate concerns when presented with a newborn patient? You should provide routine care and consider the newborn's adaptation to extrauterine life. Assess risks such as temperature regulation, infection, hypoglycemia, as well as respiratory and neurologic risk. Evaluate the maternal and birth history and whether or not the baby has special needs due to premature birth or low birth weight. A newborn's adaptation to extrauterine life is comprised of several key steps. First, the umbilical cord is clamped and the placenta is separated from circulation. The newborn then takes his first breath as his lungs fill with air and oxygen. Blood pressure changes in the body and lungs cause a transition from fetal to extraterrestrial circulation and the closure of three fetal shunts. The ductus arteriosus, foramen ovale, and ductus venosus. Perinatal conditions such as hypoxia, circulating volume depletion, hypothermia, infection, and stress can affect this transition to extrauterine circulation. Immediate treatment of this condition is therefore needed to facilitate the transition. Considerations in routine care. During the rest of this lesson, we will discuss the following consideration. Protection against hypothermia, breastfeeding, history and physical examination, umbilical cord care, vitamin K, antibiotic eye ointment, and infection prevention and control. Protection against hypothermia is a crucial component of reducing the risk of illness for newborns. To prevent hypothermia, there are several important steps to take, both before and after delivery. Before delivery, be prepared for potential resuscitation and prevent hypothermia by closing windows, curtains, and doors to avoid drafts. Also, raise the ambient air temperature if possible and prepare a warm towel and radiant warmer if available. After delivery, warm the infant by skin-to-skin -skin contact, a method known as kangaroo mother care. Then dry the newborn, wrap him in a warm towel, and put on a hat if available. Okay, we see the baby. So you have to dry the baby to remove all those fluid. Gently rubbing the back for two to three seconds. And once finished, you remove the wet cloth and you bring 
the pre-warmed one where you put the baby to prevent heat loss and you expose the chest and you put the heart Assign the Napogari score at 1 and 5 minutes of life. This score describes the general state of a newborn after delivery. A low score should prompt the medical care provider to intervene with the resuscitative measures. The Apogari score is comprised of five components heart rate, respiration, muscle tone, reflex, irritability, and color. Each component can receive 0, 1, or 2 points. Calculate the score by adding up the point for each of the components. Refer to this chart for detail. Assignment of APOGA scores requires familiarity with the scoring process and practice. The process of calculating the APOGA score should never interfere with the resuscitation or immediate stabilization. A low APOGA score of less than five at five minutes is concerning for significant asphyxia and raises concern for delayed neural development. For as long as the score is less than seven, it should be assigned every five minutes. Now let us practice. A baby born one minute ago is breathing well, cries with stimulation, has a pink body but blue hands, and feet. Slightly low tone and heart rate of 120. What is the 1-minute Apogai score? If you answered 8, that is correct. This baby gets 2 points each for heart rate, respiration, and irritability, but only 1 point each for tone and color. You dry and estimate the baby and by five minutes, the tone normalizes. The breathing is still strong. The baby continues to cry when stimulated. The heart rate is now 140. The body remains pink, but the hand and feet are still blue. What's the five minutes of guy score? If you answered nine, that is correct. The baby still gets two points each for heart rate respirations and irritability, and now gets two points for tone, but still only one point for color. You need to assign a 10 minutes Apogai score? No, because the five minutes Apogai score is not, not less than seven. The next important consideration for a newborn is breastfeeding. Babies should be fed within one hour of birth to reduce risk of infection. For HIV-positive mothers, refer to EMTCT chart. The next concern for the newborn is history and physical examination. Verify the newborn's identification, plus a name band, and recheck prior to administering a medication. Review the maternal and birth history, including maternal illness, medications, gestational age, and birth weight, delivery detail, and infection risk. You may need to communicate with staff 
for maternity service to gather this information. Conduct a physical exam focusing on sign and respiratory distress, infection, and neurologic condition. Umbilical cord care is the next piece of newborn care. Always wash your hand with hand gel or clean water and soap before handling the umbilical cord. Keep the cord dry and exposed to the air. If 7.1% chlorhexidine is available, apply to the cord daily until it separates after approximately one week. Check that the chlorhexidine does not cause skin irritation, which is a particular risk for preterm infants. If chlorhexidine is not available, simply keep the umbilical cord dry and open to air. Vitamin K should be administered to all newborns to prevent hemorrhagic disease of newborn. One milligram should be injected intramuscularly for a newborn weighing more than 1,500 grams. For babies less than 1,500 grams, 0.5 milligrams should be given. For an infant born in the hospital, confirm that the vitamin K was given on the maternity ward. If the infant was born at her center or at home, give vitamin K if there is no record of the baby having received it. Antibiotics eye ointment can prevent eye infection in infants. Administer tetracycline 1% to all newborns for this purpose. If the infant was born in hospital, confirm that eye ointment was given in the maternity ward. If the baby was born at health center or at home with no record or having received eye ointment, give it on admission. Bathing should ideally be avoided for the first 24 hours after birth because newborns are at increased risk of hypothermia during and after birth. For this reason, when a bath is given, minimize the length of the bath and dry the newborn promptly. In preterm and low birth weight newborns, immediately dry the portion of the body that have been washed and cover all parts of the baby that are not being washed in order to prevent hypothermia. To effectively control infection, be sure to follow standard precautions. These include hand washing and asepsis, use of personal protective equipment when handling blood and the other body substances, appropriate handling of patient equipment and solid linen, prevention of needle stick, sharp injuries, environmental cleaning, and the appropriate handling of waste. Assume that blood and bodily substances of all patients are potential sources of infection, regardless of diagnosis of presumed infectious status. Additional precautions are needed for disease transmitted by air droplet and contact. Patients with a viral illness should not be placed near patients with a compromised human system, including neonates. Hand hygiene is the most simple and cost-effective way to prevent the transmission of infection. Clean your hand prior to entering the neonatal unit, 
before touching a patient, before in a septic procedure, after handling blood and bodily fluid, after touching a patient, and after touching patient surroundings. There are two possible methods of cleaning your hand. Hand rub and hand wash. Hand rub involves water antiseptic solution and is appropriate for rapid hand decontamination between patient contacts. If an alcohol hand rub is not available, you can make, make it on your own by mixing 2 ml of glycerin and 100 ml of 70% to 90% alcohol. Clean hands with 3 to 5 ml of this solution. Hand rub is not a substitute for hand washing if your hands are visibly soiled. Hand washing with soap and water should always be performed when hands are visibly soiled. Allow your hand to air dry. I'm not going to demonstrate the hand rub and hand washing methods. Apply alcohol rub. Rub hands palm to palm. Rub backs of hands. Interlace fingers. Scrub fingernails. Twist thumbs. Scrub palms. Allow hands to dry. Turn on the water. Apply soap. Rub hands palm to palm. Rub backs of hands. Interlace fingers. Scrub fingernails. Twist thumbs. Scrub palms. Rinse. Dry with paper towel. Use paper towel to turn off faucet. Allow hands to dry. Environmental cleaning is another key component of infection control. Shared equipment, including glucose monitors, scales, and oxygen saturation monitors, must be cleaned between patients. All surfaces in patient care area must be cleaned daily using either a 0.5% chloride or 70% alcohol solution. This includes countertop, tables, and medication carts. Equipment must be allowed to dry before use. Case study. To review that we have learned in this chapter, we practice with a case study about a newborn baby named Fabrice. Fabrice is a term newborn boy who was just delivered and you are worried about hypothermia because it is particularly cold in the world today. 
Your colleague immediately drives Fabrice off and wraps him in a warm towel. Did your colleague make the right decision to drive Fabrice off and wrap him in a warm towel? Yes, this is an important first step in minimizing the risk of hypothermia. Would you recommend that your colleague take any other measures to minimize the risk of hypothermia? You should then provide skin-to-skin -skin contact with kangaroo mother care, clothe Fabrice, put a hat on him if available, and wear the ambient air temperature. Avoid drafts and delay bathing for 24 hours. Your colleague washed the umbilical cord with the soap and water. Is this the right decision? No, the cord should be kept dry. What are all of the aspects of appropriate umbilical cord care? Always wash your hand with gel or soap and water before handling the umbilical cord. Keep the cord dry and exposed to air, and if available, apply 7.1% progestin degliconate daily if it is available. Your colleague wants to know what else should be done to minimize the risk Fabrice could face. What do you recommend? To prevent eye infection, give Fabrice tetracycline 1% eye ointment. Administer vitamin K to prevent hemorrhagic disease. Since Fabrice is a term infant, he likely weighs more than 1,500 grams, so the dosage should be 1 mg intramuscularly. If an infant weighs less than 1,500 grams, the dosage is reduced to 0.5 mg IM. Fabrice should also be breastfed within one hour of birth. Summary now that you have completed this chapter, you should be able to identify the key immediate concern for a newborn patient. Describe the measures that should be taken to, pro to protect against hypothermia. Describe the appropriate way to clean the umbilical cord. Describe the measures that should be taken to prevent eye infections. Describe the measures that should be taken to prevent hemorrhagic disease. Keep in mind the following key point from this chapter. A newborn experiences many changes as she adapts to extrauterine life. Clinicians should be aware of this transition and monitor for any difficulties. Newborn patients are at increased risk of hypothermia. Measures should be taken to reduce the risk of hypothermia, including kangaroo mother care. The umbilical cord should be kept clean and dry and should be treated with corexidine. Newborn patients should be treated with tetracycline to prevent eye infection. Newborn patients should be treated with vitamin K to prevent hemorrhagic disease of the newborn. Thank you very much for your attention. Please help us improve the content by providing us with some feedback. This recording is a production of Open Pediatrics, a free and open access resource for pediatric clinicians worldwide.
For more pediatric care materials or to join our global community, please visit our website at openpediatrics.org. Thank you.